Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode nine of the True North Racing Podcast, brought to you by Jomo Media Promotions. I'm your host, John Morrison. So we're in our second week of 2021. We hope everyone is staying safe. Uh, this week we have the driver number 44. Or sorry, what's gonna be the 44 in the Young Drivers Canadian Vintage Modified? It's Connor Ross. Connor is gonna sit down with us and talk to us about how. Connor's going to talk to us about what it was like growing up at the tracks and what his favorite tracks have been. So sit back, relax, and let's go racing. But just before we do, we are going to have a quick word from our presenting sponsor, Jumbo Media and Promotions. All right, everyone, just before we jump into this week's episode, I want to talk to you about our presenting sponsor, Jumbo Media and Promotions. Jomo Media provides race-ready promotions to bring you and your team to the next level. We provide weekly updates as well as providing off-season, mid-season, end-of-year write-ups for your team. On top of the write-ups, we have photo and video opportunities as well. For more information, contact us at jomopromos at gmail.com. That's J-O-M-O-Promos at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and follow us at Jomo Media. All right, everyone. We got Connor Ross on with us this week. Connor, how are you? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. Uh, so, how's your off season been going? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Can't complain. How about yours? I know that uh, you've been doing the media work for the vintage mods, so that's good. Yeah, there's there's no sleeping when it, when I'm doing all that. And on top of the vintage mods, I also got my own stuff. So it's uh, two birds with one, uh, multiple birds and uh, multiple stones there. Yeah. So, uh, what have you been? Uh, what What have you been up to lately? A lot of i racing, going to the shops every Wednesday night, but a lot of i racing. Yeah, how's the i racing going? It's pretty good, actually. Uh, getting ready for the uh, Snowflake One Hundred this weekend. Oh, nice. Regi- I was gonna register in the Snowball, but registration closed, so I'm in the Snowflake. Which okay. Is exciting. So, where can people watch that? On uh, late model esports, I think it's on there. I don't even know the details that much. They haven't released the details for the snowflake. I think it's on late model esports. There should be a link. I'm not too sure. Oh, I'm sure we'll find it, and I'll uh, I'll share it later on. So that's that'll be fun. Uh, how? So obviously it's it's gonna be down a five flag speedway there. How how's your practice uh, times been looking like there? They've been good. I mean. I've been running with a bunch of people from Ontario. They've been putting up like Don York, Cole Neveringham. They've been putting up some races, a lot of super late races too. And I have a setup from Reaper Speed Labs from Train, Lapsovich, and Boyd Hagen. And those are fast. The cars are unreal and the setups are perfect. So going to so try and get my – go ahead. Sorry. So those are uh, – it's going to be an open setup race? Yep. Okay. The snowball is 250 laps, I think. I don't think it is 300. It could be. Man, I can only imagine. That would be amazing, actually, if it was 300 laps. I can say that. It definitely would be fun. Uh, so, obviously, you're, so, uh, so I'm recording this a couple of weeks. You're going to be out after the new year. But you just got done racing your ESS uh, spring car race there. How did you end up doing that night? I'm not too good tonight. I had a lot of confidence going into Lernerville tonight. I don't know what happened. I kind of crapped the bed, which sucks, but I'll get him back next weekend. Yeah, and uh, just as a heads up, people can watch that at ESS uh, on their Facebook page there every Tuesday night starting around 7 p.m. Yep, and on their YouTube and Dirt Track. I know on their YouTube channel, ESS, is uh, YouTube and Dirt Track Digest Facebook. Awesome. I've been I've been watching a lot of uh, your races uh, through the Facebook page, even when I'm at work there. <laughs> I'll be cleaning up, and I'm like, oh, uh, always make sure to kind of figure out what heat you're going to be in, and then uh, make sure I sit there and uh, see how well you do that night. Yeah, they're actually that's tough competition. A lot of the guys from the real world transfer over, and especially lately now that the uh, weed sport came out, so a lot of northern northern. New York State guys, Pennsylvania guys have joined just because it's weed sports, kind of local to the New York guys. 
Yeah. Not so much as Pennsylvania, but now that the big buck mods are coming out next or tomorrow, there's going to be a lot of people joining night racing from that. Yeah, that'll be a, that. I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, the feedback from that. I haven't had iRacing yet, but uh, hoping within the next little bit here, I'll be able to uh, scrape up the funds to have everything set up for uh, to start it. It's awesome. I I can only imagine. So how much of the so obviously driving a pro late model or a super late model on iRacing is going to be a lot different than a Canadian vintage modifieds. But what have you learned to take it from uh, your sim? to uh real life i find a lot a lot of it is patience like um when i race on the sim i can gauge my tire wear and that i know i can't push it every lap like if it's a long race i can't push it every lap or else the right front will overheat and i'll wear off the right rear so i got to take my time and well when i actually tested the vintage model the first day a lot of the time i was super loose and i could like i felt it but I knew what to do just from the engine sounds and the tire squeals, just yeah. from iRacing. So I'd lift off the pedal, save it, and get back in it. But that's what iRacing has taught me. Okay. That's that's actually pretty good to to hear because I haven't really gotten into much talking about iRacing with uh, uh, past guests here. So it's kind of good to uh, kind of get more information and, and see what the difference is between virtual and uh, reality. Yeah that's one of the main things that I find is just wearing the tires that I've found and saving the cars and being able to like, listen to the engine, all that stuff. Yeah. So now we're going to go a little bit back here. So you've been, I'm going to assume you've been around racing pretty much your whole life. Can I, is that safe to say? Yeah. So (laughs) what is your earliest memory of being at a racetrack? My earliest I have a bad memory and it sucks because I've had a few too many concussions for my age, just from hockey and skiing and all that. But I know there are a few pictures of me at the racetrack with my dad. Um, you want a few good memories or my earliest memory? Your earliest memories. Let's start uh, with the earliest. Probably be Flambro. I okay. grew up around there since I'm 15 minutes down the road. There in Oshweekin. It would have to be. Yeah. What what would you say is your favorite track then? Can it be from the States? Yeah, absolutely. Any track. Here, I'll do one Canadian, one States, one right, Asheville, one Dirt. <laughs> sounds good. Probably Jacasa. That thing is fast. That place is fast. Yeah. Flambro's up there just because it's technical. Yep. Very technical. And then uh, on the dirt side, obviously, be Oshweekin because that's – one of the best facilities in uh, Canada and probably the States that's up there. Yeah. Uh, my favorite dirt uh, track in the States would probably be the Moody mile, Syracuse mile. Okay. There were some great memories there going up with my dad on Thanksgiving and just staying a week there. Yeah. Those are some pretty top notch tracks there actually. <laughs> there are a few other tracks that are on the bucket list, like uh speed weeks, can't wait to go down there i think me and my dad were planning on doing it in the next few years but covid kind of came to a halt on that yeah i want to i want to get down to the derby so bad yeah those those are after uh seeing and uh been watching the uh speed weeks from new smyrna there and uh, hearing and, and seeing clips from uh pensacola this past weekend i'm like man those are a couple those, those are getting up there too as well yeah, and I can see why you like them. It's just phenomenal, the facility down there. Yeah. So, let's. So obviously, before you got into uh, uh, actual racing, where did you start your racing? I started my racing at the Waterloo Regional Kart Club. And, and my first... Go ahead, sir. What, what year was that? Ooh, 20... 12 maybe 2013 there was one year where me my dad's great friend with gary calling and his yep daughter and son raced there and his daughter broke her wrist so i filled in for her cart one time and then that kind of gave me the itch that really gave me the itch and then i didn't cart for like three four years after that and then someone donated me a cart and it wasn't the greatest at all but it was just fun 
even yeah. though I was getting laps and I didn't know what I was doing, but it was just <laughs> fun to be out there. Yeah. And then we upgraded our cart and I finished top five the first time. I was like, whoa, surprised me. And then it kind of sucked that my dad was traveling with the NASCAR Canadian Terror Series at that time and Pinty's now. Yeah. I wasn't able to race every weekend. Yeah. It would only be when he's around because I want to grow up with my dad around the track. I only want to race when he's there. So it would definitely be the Waterloo Regional Car Club. Okay. So, uh, with that, with that being said, that's that's actually a fun beginning, and obviously making sure that your dad's there. And for those who don't know, your dad is Adam Ross, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So it, Adam is the voice of the NASCAR Canadian Tire Series, and or formerly the Canadian Tire Series, now the Pinty Series. And you know what? I'll, it's safe to say, man. Like I completely understand having your wanting your dad there and having those memories with him, uh, being at the track. So I I totally get that. More of it was actually him not letting me because he wasn't there. It was more, <laughs> I, I always wanted to go, but Connor, I'm not going to be there. You sure you want to do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. I'd rather <laughs> be there. All right, fine. So did you get to travel a lot with your dad to different places with the uh, circling or traveling the circuit with the Pinty series? Not really. All the Ontario tracks, yes. I never did get to venture out to Quebec or any of out west, like British Columbia and all those places. I didn't get to go out there, but it was just fun even going to Ontario tracks with them. Yeah. So speaking of uh, – so kind of fast forward here, I'm going to uh, jump into a fan question here because speaking of your dad, uh, do you think down the road, do you think we can see you and your dad team up in the broadcast booth? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, 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 but I think that would be fun one day. Because I'm going to be honest, man, between you, like the way your voice is, and obviously your dad's distinct voice, I feel like the two of you could ju- would just be actually an absolute blast in a booth. And I think that would be the problem, because I feel like I'd be laughing the whole time and just making fun <laughs> of them. That's all that I do is make fun of them. Me and my mom are the worst for it. We love them to death. But we'll chirp them the whole night. <laughs> like, no, you did a good job. He'll be like, really? You guys were harsh on me. I said, yeah, you did a good job. But no, I feel like that would actually be really fun. So that was actually submitted by Joey Herman. So I, <laughs> that's actually uh, that's actually kind of funny that you'd be probably laughing at your dad all night. So I, <laughs> I can't. Oh man, that'd actually be pretty. I'd, I'd still be funny. <laughs> uh, so. Obviously, then you got into iRacing. When did you really start doing your iRacing, a lot of iRacing stuff? Well, I first got, I, when I, I'll let you know how I got into it. I seen a YouTube video. I was like, oh, dad, this is cool. And this was just a few years after my first karting debut. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I've heard about that. So he got, we actually, he set up an account and I used his keyboard and mouse. And I don't remember how I did it. I think gas was the up arrow and brake was a down arrow and I used the mouse to steer. <laughs> I think I wrecked about 15 people. Yeah. But then we really got, really got, we really got into it a few years ago, about four years ago. Yep. We, with everything. And it was a blast because yeah, I wasn't the greatest in school. And one of it was because of iRacing. I'd be up to like three in the morning. I remember the one night my mom comes in my room. What are you doing? Uh-huh. Nothing. Uh, just waking up for school, mom. It's four in the morning. Yeah, I should probably go to bed, eh? But just iRacing. Um, and then lately, I've, we bought a new, we got a sim rig. On the low side, we got a late model seat out of a late model. Yep. And welded it on with the help of Matt Lockwood, or Ryan Lockwood, sorry, from Grisdale's. He helped us, and then we just he just upgraded a new one for us, so we just got that a few months ago, and lately I've been, the past year and a half, I should say, that I've really gotten heavy into iRacing and running money events and making some money off it. Yeah. How well have you been doing with that, then? Sorry, say that again. How well have you been doing with that? Last year was the first few times that I ran money races and I 
what I, my goal is just to make it so I want my money back. Yeah. As long as I break even, I'm good with that. So that was good. And I haven't really ran that many money races this year. But I'm, that ESS is a money league. I've made zero bucks off. And I'm just having a blast running it. Um, the late the snowflake is a money race. I probably won't make money off that, but we'll see. But right, honestly, so it's, it's, as long as you keep your mind open, there. Yeah, it's not about the money in my mind. It's just about learning and yeah, racing with top notch guys. Oh, for sure. Uh, so, man, that's that actually sounds like you're you're doing quite well with that, and like even with the ESS stuff, like I always see you start at the back. You almost seem like you're not a really good qualifier, but Funny once the races that. start, Funny you say that. My dad comes in my room. You're starting like you qualified thirty second. Holy crap, you're a bad qualifier. It's like okay, dad, calm down. <laughs> Tell him I finished eighth. He's like, wow, it'd be great if you could qualify. I said, yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> I was going to say, in the past there, you you always qualified near the back of the pack for your heat, but you made your way up into the transfer spot um, more often than not. I think this tonight was the only time that I didn't make the feature for me. Sorry, I didn't make the feature. I made it from the B meeting the past few weekends, but yeah. I don't know what it is with qualifying. I can't tell you. <laughs> I, I always thought it was funny. I was like, man, come on, Connor. You can get up there. I know you could. And then here you are, like, 32nd. And then, like, oh, he's up into a transfer spot. I'm like, all right, let's see how he does here. But I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, man. I keep I keep an eye out on you when, whenever you're uh, – uh, whenever you, there's a stream going and you're racing in it. So It's a lot of fun. It looks like it. It is. Uh, so, obviously, taking it from uh, the computer to the real life, uh, so you've cr- been crewing with a sprint car. How long has you have? You, how long have you been doing that for? Ah, uh, since grade nine, so two years ago. Um, I was always bored, so I like just helping people out. My name, my dad said, go over to Jeff Dernan, help him. And at that time, he was with Darren Dryden. Yeah. Sorry, this was last year. Before, actually, before that, I Clint's brother, Clint Kretschke's brother. Yep. I uh, crewed on his 360, and then I stopped. And then last year, I got involved with Darren Dryden and crewing for him this year as well. And that was – he's taught me so much about racing. It's not even funny. And just even his company, he's brought me over to his house a few times and taught me new stuff. And it's – I can't thank him enough for that either. Yeah, Darren's is uh, definitely a successful race car driver there, winning a couple championships with the, uh, uh, what is it, the uh, the TT Midgets, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's he's definitely a wheel man. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, which is kind of funny because, I mean, his old uh, Vintage Modified won uh, back in September there. Yeah. That was pretty good. Cool to see. Um. So how how was how's that been then? Like, he, he's been obviously teaching you a lot, but like, uh, what else has he been teaching you? Even on the Can-Am, like I've went over to his house a few times uh, for the DJD graphics. I just wanted to watch him rap, and he's taught me how to rap a few things. I've always found it interesting on what he does, and I was bugging him a lot there last year, and finally he let me come over and just watch. So I'd get up seven in the morning go over to his house until six and just watch and see what he does i wanted to learn because i'm going into grade 12 next year and i'm still deciding on what i want to do for the future and that was up there graphic designing and he taught me a lot about it so do you see that as a passion for you going forward not i think i'm gonna i'm gonna go into the trades do you have one uh, kind of uh, thought out here? Or? Welding, maybe plumbing. I don't know yet. Welding's up there for sure. I'm still got a year to figure it out. Yeah. So. Construction's also up there. Uh, I'd like to do construction, construction, but welding and that are my two big things right now. 
Nice. Those are those are really good trades to get into to begin with. So, um, so been working on the on the sprint car. Then how did you get in with John Carley and the CVMs? Well, my dad and him are good buddies, as you know. Yep. And I had no idea this was happening. I know John called my dad, and they were supposed to go look over at the bus before he sold it. And I was like, oh, Dad, can I come? He's like, yeah, of course. And then the one night, he's like, hey, Dad. Or he's like, Connor, coming to John's. I said, no, am I racing? He's like, no, I think you should come. I was like, I really don't want to. No, like, nothing against John. I just <laughs> was lazy that night. He's like, no, come. I'm making you. We'll go get you dinner after. So, oh, free food. Perfect. <laughs> we got there, and there's a trailer there. I'm like, where's the damn bus? And then he's like, get in the car. And I was like, okay. And I tried to get in like late model, and I guess that's not how you get in one of those cars. So, nope. Figured out the hard way. And then he's like, oh, you fit perfect. I said, yes. Nice. He's like, well, you're driving at the 25th. And I looked at him, said, what? You're driving the 25th. I said, really? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, you at least need to give me some practice slaps. <laughs> but that's how that deal came along. Nice. And I saw you uh, uh, at Flambro the day you, uh, the first day you actually tested the CVM. And you started picking up really good speed uh, later on in the day. Well, the plan was that I would go and do a few sessions. I want to do like three three or four sessions in. Yep. Not full throttle at all because my dad is like, oh, if you get full throttle, it's not going to be good. Like, you're just going to get loose, a lot of horsepower. I said, okay. So when I was going out for the first test session, I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm full throttle a bit down the back stretch. I was like, oh, all right. And I told him, he's like, yeah, it was good. And then I just kept doing it. I slowly picked it up coming out of the corner and even like hitting my marks, finding my breaking points. Actually, a lot of help. Uh, shout out to Carson Nagy for telling me the breaking points. And that helped a lot. And run the wall. I was just trying to get comfortable picking up the throttle and getting up to the wall without hammering it. Yeah. Well, you did quite well. And I was actually quite, really impressed with you because uh, I've never seen anyone jump into a car who never really had experience before. And then just kind of pick up the pace like you did. Yeah. And I surprised myself. I'm, I have low confidence, but I usually surprise myself. And that, that was one of the days that I did. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I'd be surprised too, because that that was. Uh, I, to me, that it'd still be scary to get into one of those things. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, you 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 got to test it out. Uh, so then your first race date was the twenty was was it July twenty fifth or was it September twelfth? Yeah. No, it was the twenty fifth. Was it twenty? Okay. Wait, when was Oktoberfest? The- Oktoberfest was October. It was October fourth. I don't oh, know. I'm going crazy now. You're right. It was the fourth. No, your first race was the twelfth because uh, you had an incident in practice, and then you got to yeah. drive John Carley's car. Yes. Because I didn't know about the driver <laughs> driver switch, so I was doing a live stream, and I was calling the 19 was John Carley, and then I found out who wasn't John driving. <laughs> yeah, and sadly, I had to drive his car. <laughs> Which... So. What happened What happened in practice there that led to you driving the 19? Well, I was getting ready for practice, and I seen TJ Marshall behind me, and I had my spotter train lap switch, and I knew that he obviously TJ was faster, and that's what we kind of hoped for was me to get in front of him and let him by, and I could follow him. So going into the first corner, he caught me way quicker than I expected. Yeah. So I let him by, followed him down the back stretch into three and four, and right after the start finish line, I was lifting to get on the brakes and boom, and a bit of smoke came out. And then I realized kind of what I knew, didn't know that I blew the motor. I knew something broke. Yeah. And didn't really hit the brakes. I was more focused on getting my hands off the wheel, which I should have obviously have done that, but a bit later and tried to slow down the car and turn it. Yep. And then I put it in the wall, which. I guess I had to get that out of the way somehow, and I did it on lap two of practice. Yeah, I I didn't fully see what happened, so I'm glad you uh, were able to come on here and uh, uh, clear that up for us. 
Yeah. Um. So then uh, you got your team went to went to work on the car, and I guess it just wasn't. You guys just were not able to get it back together. So and then John was just like, uh, "You're driving my car for the day, or what did that? How did that go?" Yeah, when we came off the track, we kind of looked at it and we seen that there was a hole in the motor. So it was, we were just trying to get it fixed to get it back on the trailer. And within five minutes, I was already in street clothes, like ready to go grab something from the, get a Flamberger and just relax and watch the rest of the race. And John looked at me, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm done, John. No, you're not. Pretty cool. uh, go, go sit in my car and see if you fit. So I was like, I was very hesitant. If you asked anyone that was down there, I even said no. I said, yeah. no, I'm not, I'm not driving it because I don't want to wreck something. He's like, no, I'm just getting it. And sat in and he sits super low. I don't know how he does it, but he, <laughs> yeah. And I got it and I said, yeah. He's like, okay, perfect. You're driving. I was like, well, John, you see, he's like, well, I'm not coming over here. Your mom came down to watch your first race and she at least needs to watch. I said, fine. And the difference in with the inline six and a crate motor is crazy. Yeah. I didn't realize the difference until the heat where I get on the gas or the corner with the inline six. Perfect. They have more than full throttle, not more, but full throttle. And with a crate, we be halfway down the pastures and I hit full throttle. I start to turn towards the wall and I was like, you know what? No, don't know if there's a track temperature and all that or not, but in a feature, I definitely picked it up with the crate and, yeah and you definitely got some much needed uh lap time uh or sorry not lap time seat time there yeah uh jumping back into a car especially after a wreck which i know can be difficult for some to even though it was a minor wreck it, it i can understand it being difficult to get back in a car and then for john just like nah you're you're getting in my car you're you're racing today yeah it was obviously i obviously wanted to say oh perfect but it was kind of you know, I don't think so, but I have to thank him so much for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, John's a, John's a really great guy. Yes, he is. Uh, so how's that car coming along this winter now? Good. We have it stripped down. We just have to – the motor is the only thing left in it. And then we're going to look at the frame and the chassis and see what we want to do. I know we want to change the color from that baby blue. <laughs> I do not like that color, but we're going to look at it and see what we're going to do. We might change it up. I don't know yet. We got to talk to the boss. Yep. And run it by him and see what he thinks. So might be a little bit of a change or I don't know yet, but. Well, one thing I did hear, well, didn't hear, I read was that the number 25 is up for avail is available. Uh, so it sounds like you guys are going to a different number next year. Yeah. I'm going to change it to the 44. I use that in baseball. Yep. And hockey. No, not hockey. Done it for racing. So that's my number. My dad had 35, and I want to go 44. And I asked John, and he said that was available. So I said, perfect. Not going to lie, because I know your dad raced with the CVMs way back when, I honestly was expecting the 35 to return here. Well, <laughs> that was up there, but. I went into the room one day. He said, what are you doing? He said, not much. I said, wouldn't it be cool if I got behind the wheel just for one race and ran with you? I said, yeah, it would be cool. He's like, we're either going to end up wrecking each other. And I said, no, I'm not going to wreck you. He's like, no, I'll wreck you. (laughs) Well, you're going to be the one fixing it for me and helping me fix it. So he's like, yeah, yeah, true. But he's been talking like he wants to get back in the car, in that car. And I'd give up the ride, not give it up, but I'd give it up for a night to let him run it 100%. I think it'd be cool to see him back in the car. I was just about to agree with you or say that there was uh, it would be awesome to see your dad back behind the wheel of a car. I never got to see him race. Yeah. We've only had go-karting races where it's ended up total crap show. I was about to say those would, uh, I can, I, I can bet those would end up as crap shoots. Yep, they definitely did. <laughs> oh, that's awesome though. So you guys are so your number is going to be forty four next year. Uh, do you have any sponsors lined up? Are you guys looking for sponsors? We're we wanna. Me and my dad are going to think about that. Obviously, we're going to go and reach out to sponsors. I had 
one sponsor come on board, Todd Oliver from the retail design group. It was like two days after John broke the news to me and I got a text from him at like 12 at night. He's like, Hey, heard you're getting into racing. I said, yeah, it's going to be fun. He's like, well, if you put my sticker on the car, I'll give you my said, Perfect. I text him that. Hey, I already got a sponsor. So we have him on board. I'm going to talk to him again, see what his plans are for next year. See if he wants to stay on the car. And I think we're going to go searching for some more sponsors. Nice. That'll be, that'll, that'll be the true testament of, uh, how well you guys do here for uh, next year, eh? Yes. I know it's hard to get sponsors. Yeah. I know I'm not going to run full time because like going back to the carding thing, now that G4 signed with, don't know if they did sign. I can't say it. I don't know. They might be going back to the APC series. I don't, they might be. Okay. So we might, I might not be there every weekend if they do, because I'll be out with my dad. Yep. But when they're not racing, I'll definitely be running it. Well, it'll be definitely good to see you at the at the track uh, when you do when you do come. So it'll be fun to see you, uh, see you again. Yeah, I miss the track already. <laughs> man, October fourth there, like, uh, man, we sat around all day. We we're the last race on the card, and just for us to get rained out, that was not fun. I wouldn't have made it out to the feature. So. I was about to say that it was what happened that day. You you guys seem to have like uh was it a starter issue or what? It was a bunch of issues and we brought the car from when we blew the motor. We obviously got a new motor and we switched it from a Dodge to a Chevy or Chevy to Dodge and yeah, it didn't fit. So we had to break a bunch of pieces, make it fit, and we were just. We changed everything in the front end after the 12th. So yep. we finally got it fixed, and we were every night. And I felt bad for John because we knew that he had a lot of stuff to fix on his car. And it we it brought us like Thursday, but we finally finished it. And I got to thank Eddie and Bob and John and my dad, Eddie Haskins as well, for uh, wrenching on it. And we finally got it fixed. And I look at my dad, I said, is there any way we can test Friday? Because we changed all that. Wouldn't it suck just going out there and nothing work? He's like, no, we'll be fine. And I could tell he was tired. So we went out Friday night, camped there. And Saturday, any other race day, like I went in, I was confident. It's nervous, though, because we had the throttle stick a few times. So it's nervous and fixing problems. I got in the car, fired up. There was smoke coming out and didn't really – notice or care and started fixing it. we thought we got it fixed and put it in reverse and then i went to hit drive and the pedals just went straight to the floor so we fixed that and i was about to go back out and then the throttle hung on me or it didn't hang on me i luckily i still had the clutch in and it just revved up a crap ton so we brought pulled it back in tried to fix it went back out for some practice laps and from what my dad was telling me that the motor was either going to stick fully open or was only half throttle. So we went out with the half throttle in practice and we were just running slow time, just running around. We were trying to get the brake issue to see if the, they would work just because we fixed everything in the front end. So we didn't know how anything was going to work. And then, sorry, brakes were fine. And then I was on the back stretch and the car just died. We were having, it was a weird battery in there. We were figuring it all here. So we finally got that ready and then ready to go out for qualifying. And we thought we had everything fixed. So I go out and the throttle did it again. So brought it back and then we were working and just running around telling my dad up in the announcer's tower, went to got Gary Elliott or David. Sorry, not Gary. David, he came over, tried to fix everything. We think we got to fix, and the gas pedal broke at the weld. So we went over to the Lapsovitches, borrowed their welding stuff, welded it, and then it broke again, and it just was not a good day for us. So we tore everything down, like I said, in the offseason, fixed everything, seen what we wanted to throw away, see what we wanted to keep, and I think we're going to be good next year. 
That's good. So are you guys keeping the inline six or are you guys switching over to a crate? We're looking for a crate. We have an inline six right now. That's what we yeah. put it in for the October 4th race, but we're looking for a crate. I know Ryan Dyson had a raffle for his, and my dad put his name down a few times. So we're looking for a crate for next year just because that's a better option. Yeah. They're a lot of work, but as long as we have a motor, I guess that's good. Yeah, exactly. So, I'll, yeah, that, that'll be uh, that'll be a true testament there. So, obviously, now you're in the off season. You guys are taking taking the card, and you guys are looking to bounce back, obviously, gonna from a rough couple of events here in 2020. Uh, what is uh, something you're looking forward to for next year? Just getting out and racing and hopefully not wrecking a car. Yeah. But just trying to have fun, learn new things, do the best that I can do. I think if I can have a few test sessions and really find out what the car is capable of, well, obviously that car is capable because it's one many 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 races in that division so we know the car is capable Just and finished uh second place there in the uh june race yep it did and we just kind of got got to get the driver updated and see what he can do so half of it's on me most of it's on me sorry just trying to learn how to drive in that division because those cars are not like a mini stock or a super stock they are every car is different yeah you could probably go from a super stock and run another super stock. But if you went from a vintage mod to a different, another vintage mod is complete opposite. And it's just confusing. Well, especially now that they've added uh, uh, the coilovers now as well. So that doesn't, that doesn't help either. Yeah. So is it, that something you guys are taking your car to next year or no? I think we will. We're talking about that. We don't really know. I know John, my dad and I were talking about going a dirt suspension for shocks and all that just because they kind of run those and we could run them on those cars. I think John was going to experiment. I don't think he ended up doing it, but I know that was in the talk. So I don't know really if we are, I think we might, but not too sure. Yeah. So are you guys going out to tomorrow night then to work on the car? Yes, we, we just, we got the body off, obviously. We got all the interior, like I said. Yep. Everything's out. We just have the motor. So a lot of it is talking to John on what we want to do next year, what we should change, what he's thinking. And a lot of it is me just trying to learn the car as well. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we're going to jump away from the CVMs here now because we, we did talk a lot about them yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a big nope. fan of the CVMs and obviously working with them. It doesn't, uh, <laughs> it, it would go against my narrative to kind of go against them. But um, so you obviously grew up at local tracks uh, around the area. Then what if uh, you said Flamborough, Wigan? Yeah. Uh, what is Andrew Castle? Obviously now, uh, man, uh, what are some great, like, those are already a few great places here in Ontario. But where else have you gone and just kind of stood there and be like, I can't believe I'm here? Uh, in the States, when we went to the Moody Mile, it was just the atmosphere that was there. It was nothing that I've ever felt before. Just even in practice days, where it would rain, the crowd and the fans were. Obviously, there was some beer involved with them, and as a 12-year-old watching it, it looked fun. <laughs> not, not the drinking, just what they were doing, mud fights and cornhole, all that fun stuff. Yeah, but, to be fair, uh, mud diving there would be fun to do sober anyways. So Yeah. <laughs> but when Saturday, when it would be Salute the Troops night, or Sunday, when it was a big race for the big block modifies it was just such a cool atmosphere and going to the satellite shows like and drivers would honestly some of them would pull off the track at the moody mile load their hauler up and fly over to rolling wheels because there's a three thousand dollar to win and you're in on sunday night show so they knew that they probably couldn't make it there so they wanted to change your they just really wanted to have a better chance 
at it. Yeah. That and what other track would I think that honestly any track is just wow, awesome. Just because it's a racetrack and who doesn't love being at a racetrack? Yeah, for sure. Um so man, those I can only imagine what it'd be like. Like I, I got to travel not a whole lot, but a little bit here in Ontario to go uh uh going to local tracks even when I was growing up. Um and no matter where I went, whether it was uh sunset, I think I even I think I went to Barry, but I can never be sure if I did or not. Um uh Flamborough, Delaware even. I, I just always no matter what, I walked in, I'm like wow, I can't believe I'm actually here. I'm, I'm doing something like uh, I'm into something that's that a lot of people are. And it feels and it's obviously more of a family. Like you said, you, you know, a lot of uh, racing families out there. Yeah. And the racing community is a fam- one big family too. Oh, like yeah. you'll, you'll go to the track and Oh, nice to see you again. And you'll know everyone there. And it's just fun. Cause it's not like you're obviously if you go to a, track that like say it's in a different province province you won't know but if you stay local and you so everyone basically knows each other and it's kind of cool yeah exactly all right so we're going to jump to our fan question section now where our guest connor tonight will be answering some uh questions submitted uh submitted to us by people uh via facebook instagram and twitter connor you ready for them yep all right so the first one comes from David Rockwood. How many gears does that thing have? Obviously, we're talking about the CVM here. There's three. And fun, on uh, when I blew out the motor, Carson Aggie always said I left it in second. That's why I blew it up. Because even my dad came over there. Was that in second gear? I said, no, it was in third gear. But it was driving a bit high, don't you think? He's like, yeah. And always, always, always on iRacing. Hey, Connor, are you leaving in second gear again? And I swear other people, <laughs> I swear people have actually believed him. So now David Rockwood, Cole Neveringham, Don York always chirp me about that. And I can never get away from that. Oh, man. Uh, Eric Stewart adds in here, how many motors have you been through? Just one. Just, Just one. one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Keith Temple here adds in, how do you, how do you get a helmet? Over all that luscious hair. I had a haircut. Not really, but I tried to get a mullet and the hairdresser kind of messed it up. So it was a mess. And whenever I go over to the Lasovich's crew, that's always, they always chirp me <laughs> about my hair. Yeah. And the way I wear my hats. So I always chirp Jeff back with, did he win in the Pinty series? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good laugh their holler yeah i bet uh dave bradley goes in here and says how has your mustache come along well i had to shave it mom told me to but i can't grow one so it's really <laughs> bad and before i used to shave it dave would always say don't shave it and my mom would despise it now what? What I got now? I got to know is what was the issue with it? Like how did like did it just grow in weird or? It was just bad. It was like a twelve year old <laughs> poo stash, and <laughs> like now I'll keep it as a joke, and everyone yeah. will be like, dude shave that. It's like no, that's a thing of beauty. I've been growing this for like twelve months now. No, I'm not shaving it. Oh man, that's a good one. You you can start growing for for November in January, eh? Yeah, it's one of those kind of things. Yeah, continuous. Right. <laughs> uh, then our last one, because we already answered that, uh, the one by Joey here. Uh, DJ Christie goes in, what was your first lap in your first race day practice like? The first lap was amazing. The second, coming to the second lap, is not what you want to do. Yeah. So, I don't know. I obviously meant the second lap, but yeah. I'm just going to be kind of a douche. And not count that as the second or first lap. So first lap was great, DJ. (laughs) 
All right, uh, Connor there. We want to thank you for answering those questions. We hope our uh, fans here like, uh, uh, like your answers and hopefully they, uh, they maybe have some, some uh, comments back to you about it now. Yeah, it was a tough crowd tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's actually some of the best questions I've actually had uh, uh, for, for our guests. So I was actually, I was actually I was happy with that. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know what? We're almost near the end of our show here. Uh, is there anyone you want to thank? Uh, any, anyone, you want, anyone you want to thank for uh, helping you get to where you are? I got to thank my dad, obviously. He's been a huge, huge, he has a huge impact on my life, obviously. And he's taught me so much. Got to thank my mom for letting me go to the track all the time. Got to thank my friends who've taught me, like DJ or DJ Christie, Darren Dryden, Trait, and um, they've taught me so much on just being around knowledge, and it's crazy. Um, got to thank the retail design group, Todd Alger, for coming on board last year. Going to try and work something out for next year. I thank you for being the media person for the Vintage Modifieds. It's great. You take amazing pictures. Just got to thank everyone that's helped me along the way. I just going to point in there. I don't think you want to forget uh, John Carley. Yeah. I, <laughs> I can't thank him enough. He has been a huge role model for me and I got to thank him so much. Well, that's good. Uh, so we're just, uh, so uh, going over next year, is there any uh, tracks you're looking to hit up? Uh, for next year obviously since vintage mods aren't traveling yeah i can't but if there were a few tracks sunset don't know why but i think i'd like to try there if my car if the car could run jacasa i would love to take it out for a lap or two i've i'm dying i've been begging my dad but honestly it's up to john at the end of the day and yeah Next year, don't think we're going to go anywhere. I think I'm just going to test at Flamborough because that's the track that we're racing at, so I should probably practice there and yep. focus on the track that I'm racing at every week. Not going to lie, when you said Jucasa there, I feel like if you got 24 to 30 vintage modifies run around that place, Holy. That, would that would be one heck of a race. It would be. Put them out there for 20-lot feature. As even an undercard, like kind of like how they did for um, the first race there with the pro lates and uh, CV owns back in June. I feel like they did if they if they did something like that, that would be a sight to witness. Yeah, it would definitely be cool. All right, Connor. Well, we want to thank you for jumping on with us this week. It was uh, it was it was fun talking to you and actually uh, having a conversation with you. Besides. Uh, through words on Facebook and uh, and Instagram there. Yeah. Well, I when I first started talking to you is when I asked for the pictures. Yeah. And then I seen that you were starting this, and I was like, well, if you ever need someone on board, I'll jump on because I have no problem. It also kind of helps me with interviews and stuff like that, which I need some work on, but that's what my dad can help me for as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, man. It, honestly, like uh, when I started doing this, there was like a few people I had in mind that I would like to get on here and uh, and have some conversations with. First one, obviously, being my first episode with uh, my friend from Texas, Logan. There, and you were you were actually high up on the list there, but unfortunately, just due to uh, uh, other people, like like, hey, I'll do it, I'll do it. Uh, you kind of got pushed down the yeah. list here. But man, I, I want you were at the you were one of the top like I say five people that I wanted on here. Well, thank you for that. Uh, so you know what, we're gonna let you go for the night. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. I look forward to seeing you at uh, Flamborough next year, and uh, man, hopefully I get some uh, more more awesome pictures th- next year. Thank you so much for having me on, and you should definitely invest in my racing sim rig. Oh, I will. Once, once, once certain things uh, turn uh, uh, get to where I need it to go, it that that's going to be a big purchase of mine. Good. And then I'll I'll come on there and and uh, race with you with you guys. 
Well, dude, that'd be perfect. <laughs> All right, Connor, you have yourself a good night now, eh? Yeah, you as well. All right, man, we'll talk to you later. Yep, see ya. Bye. All right, you guys, once again, that was driver the number 44, Young Drivers Can Eat, Modified. That was Connor Ross. We want to thank Connor for coming on and uh, having a little chat with us for a little bit. It was fun uh, uh, chatting with him. It was fun talking to him. And uh, we wish him nothing but the best in 2021. And we look forward to seeing him back at track in at Flamer Speedway next year. Um, so this wraps us up for our second episode of 2021. Um, Connor's actually going to come back on. Uh, don't know when. We're going to talk about it. And we're going to do a reverse episode. So instead of doing inter- me interviewing someone else, they're actually going to be interviewing me. So that's going to be a fun little episode we are going to do sometime in the future. Not sure when. Um, so make sure you keep an ear eared about that. That's, that'll be fun. Um, yeah. So once again, we want to thank you guys for listening to the True North Racing Podcast. Um, just as a heads up, before we get into full racing stuff, uh, hopefully March, uh, there will be more, more stuff about our show we are going to be adding. Um, if you guys, if you guys have listened to this far, drop a, uh, let us know what you guys think in the comments. Let us know what you guys want to hear come race season, come March, come April. Um, tell me what you guys want to hear so that way I can incorporate into the show because I'm all about the fans and what you guys are looking for. Uh, you guys can find me at Jomo Media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, let me hit me up comment let me know what you guys think of the show um yeah so we we got some fun things working in the uh for the foreseeable future so make sure you guys are staying tuned and staying listening to the true north racing podcast brought to you by jumbo media promotions once again i am your host john morrison and we will see you guys next week